Boy, if that won't get the juices flowing. <laughs> okay, well, let's just see if we can, you know, maybe up the profile of kindness a little bit. Would you stand with me? We're going to read three brief passages, one of them. Hopefully you've already got memorized. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And then a passage from Luke. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend them without expecting anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. Because he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. And then from Ephesians. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the presence and power of your Holy Spirit. I pray that you would anoint the words that are spoken, but more importantly, that you would anoint the ears that hear and that our lives would be changed, that our way of thinking would be shifted by these next few moments. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't you just hate it when a preacher says, next few moments? <laughs> but it really is. I mean, I knew what was going on today, so, you know, we've got... We're, we're... All right. Uh, can anybody finish this phrase? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You people are so secular. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it was a trap. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, really, uh, all of us, all we want is just a, just a little bit, just a little bit, you know, respect, right? How do you get that? Well, there are, there are several ways to get it. But let me ask you this. Which would you rather be? Don't answer right away. Feared or loved? Think about it. Okay, Connie's voted. <laughs> now, okay, I, you know, everybody's probably going to say love, right? The answer's real easy to get in here. But when we actually start moving in the world, we don't necessarily always follow that answer, you know? Because the truth of the matter is, it's a lot easier to get feared than it is to get loved. All you got, and you can do it quickly. All you got to do to be feared is get a big gun and be crazy. That's it. You're there. Bam. Love takes time. Takes a little while for somebody to realize who you are and what it is that you're doing. And both will bring respect. The world's got a way of getting it. The kingdom's got a different way. Ephesians chapter 4, from the middle of that chapter through about the middle of chapter, five, uh, chapter 5 of Ephesians, I started to say chapter 15. Y'all would have caught that, wouldn't you? Okay. Uh, it tells us how to live as children of light. And a couple of the verses say, 417, So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. Uh, the world has a way of thinking the kingdom has another way of thinking, and they're not the same at all. And then he goes on to say in verse 24, Be made new in the attitude of your minds, and put on the new self. 
created to be like God in truth, righteousness, and holiness. When we sing, this nation is yours, and we get to that part about take back what the, the, the devil or the enemy, enemy has stolen from us, what do you think of? Everything? Okay, well, that covers it, covers it all. Uh, but probably what most of us think of when we think about, or what a lot of people think of when we think about uh, take back what the enemy's taken from us in, in terms of the nation, you know, we, we tend to think about uh, the direction a nation's going, uh, the morality of the nation, the freedoms, and, uh, you know, things like we tend to think in those terms. Put on your God thinking for a minute. Because what the enemy has taken from us is not those things. Those are symptoms of what the enemy has taken from us. What the enemy has taken from us is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. Those are where those are the root of what's happening. And kindness. Really, maybe above all, I mean, we tend, to, we tend to think of kindness as being sort of a wimpy kind of virtue. But the truth of the matter is, if you don't have kindness, you don't have love. I mean, that's a, you know, when you, when you go to the grocery store and you pick up a, an item and you turn around and you read the ingredients list, and, uh, and the, first, the first thing on it is what it has the most of. And so that's why sugar is generally the first thing that is listed, or um, corn syrup or something like that. And, and the ingredients list goes down until you finally get to the ones that, that it only has trace amounts of. Well, when Paul showed us the ingredients list for love, the first thing was patience. The second thing was kindness. You take that out and you've got, you don't, I, love light, I don't know, uh, no fat love, I, something. And no fat stuff is nasty. <laughs> it really, yes, I, can I get a witness? When they started making that slow-churned ice cream with a third less fat, I just, ugh. Mm. Part of the light went out in my world. <laughs> I'm just doing this to keep you all awake. Uh, righteousness and holiness are two words that describe the life of Christ perfectly. And he, it's not just what he taught, it's what he demonstrated. But what he taught whew, was pretty heavy too. But it was what he demonstrated. And it wasn't separation. He didn't demonstrate righteousness and holiness by the people he didn't hang out with, by the food that he didn't eat and the stuff that he didn't drink and the places that he didn't go. That wasn't how he, that wasn't how he demonstrated it. In fact, the, the contemporaries of his day we're saying the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you say he's a glutton, he's a drunkard, he's a friend of tax collectors he's a, and sinners. He wasn't a drunkard because drunkenness is sin. He might have tasted a little wine every now and then, but he wasn't a drunkard. He was a, not a glutton, though he would eat virtually anything. But he was, in fact, a friend of tax collectors and sinners and people like us. I mean, think about it. He was anointed by a sinful woman. 
And what a wonderful story it is, right? I mean, she broke the alabaster jar and the perfume was poured out on his feet and she cleaned his feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. And it's such a beautiful story. Unless you were there and did not yet know that this was going to be a beautiful story. And all you saw was this man that you maybe had some questions about anyway. And this woman that you could use several words to describe. Coming in and taking his shoes off and messing with his feet and pouring perfume on him and crying and just... If you had been there, I mean, how could you spend that? Whole bunch of ways. And the, and the woman at the well of Samaria, oh, that's a wonderful story too, unless you begin to think about the fact that this woman had five husbands, and she was shacking up with a guy who wasn't her husband anymore, and Jesus had a little, had, had a little private tete-a-tete uh, with her. Uh, you know, how, what, what could his enemies do with that? And Zacchaeus, that man was probably a Democrat. Jesus went to his home and ate food. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not even going to. I could do some editorializing here, but you know that I don't do that sort of thing, so I'm not going to. Yet he was the righteous one. And he was, he was the holy one. Meaning that the righteous one means that God declared him right. God looked at him and went, he's right, they're wrong. That's what righteous means. And the holy one, God, God claimed him in a special way, which of course he would because he was his only begotten son, but that's what righteousness and holiness, that's what those, those things are. Well, what did set him apart? He, he turned the way of the world completely on its head. What the world thought about things, Jesus came and basically went, you totally got it backwards. It's completely wrong. And, and we're going to see this in spades when we talk about humility because he actually was the, uh, the turning point the, in, in the Western mind. He was the turning point in the way that we view humility. People did not view humility the same way 2,500 years ago that we look at it today. And unfortunately, we're kind of drifting back toward their way of looking at it. But, but anyway, today, he, he turned the world upside down. Luke 6, 35. Love your, everybody's favorite passage. Love your enemies. Do good to them. And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. You believe the Bible, don't you? Parts of it. And then there, then there, then there are other parts that we kind of go... Yeah, okay. Let's move on to let's move on to something. Let's move on to something possible. Let's move on to something we can actually do. Let's move on to something that makes sense. And the way the world looks at things. You see, Jesus, he was serious about this. He meant this. He didn't just say it, he did it. He actually did it. I mean, we certainly have trouble with turn the other cheek and certain of Jesus' statements like this one. But, but understand what Jesus was saying. Jesus is not, 
in this passage and throughout the Sermon on the Mount and all, he's not creating another list. He's not creating an alternate law from the law of Moses. It's not like, okay, you didn't get that one, let's try this one. I mean, this one's harder. You can fake it more, but it's harder. No, that wasn't what he was doing. What he was doing was he was describing his father. He was describing God to us. The scripture says, no one has seen God at any time, but God, the only son who is at the father's side, has made him known. And he said to Philip, anyone who has seen me has seen the father. He came to reveal the father, to show us what the father was like. And this is a description of his, of his father. This is, this is a description of his dad here. Because it says that if we do those things, we will be sons of the Most High. Because he's kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Does that cut against the ground? I mean, kind to ungrateful people? People who won't say thank you? People who act like they are entitled or to something? You know, to be kind to such people? Well, that's not how human beings roll, but that's how God rolls. And I am so glad, so glad that he rolls that way. When we were his enemies, he gave his son to die for us. Not, not when we were ungrateful, when we were his enemies. Now, we, we weren't just not paying attention. We were against him. He gave. He gave. He was kind to us. He gave, he gave his son un, under those circumstances. When Jesus was talking to the Jews on the famous occasion where he uh, said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Uh, the Jews were saying, well, we're, we're children of Abraham. And Jesus, <laughs> oh, he, he always said such a gentle way about him. He said, no, you're children of the devil. Because if you were children of Abraham, see, Abraham, Abraham and my dad, they were, they were close. They were good friends. And Abraham believed the things that my dad said. And I'm saying the things that my dad said, but you don't believe me, so you you got a different father. you got a different daddy. It's possible to be children of the devil, children of the world, when we, when we don't listen to what God says and we listen to what the world says in, instead. And the difference isn't in how we dress or, how, or what we eat and drink, but it's in how we think and how we walk and how we live our lives. That's where the difference is. Margaret occasionally, you know, Margaret's a children's pastor. She's been the children's pastor here for quite a while. And she occasionally, boy, did she get nervous when I started talking about this in the early service. She occasionally, don't anybody freak out, but occasionally she talks to me about your kids. And, uh, and, and it's a good thing because, I mean, she doesn't do it all, real often and she doesn't talk to other people about your kids. But, hey, I'm <laughs> pastor, senior pastor, uh, husband, head, boss, you know. that's. <laughs> so who's she going to tell, right? So she, she, she occasionally will talk to me about your kids. And, you know... Um, 
children by and large, as a general rule, children tend, tend to be selfish. Unlike adults. And, and beyond selfish sometimes, mean sometimes. Though, you know, and especially with children, when a child is mean, there's usually something, there's usually something behind that. There's usually something going on as to why that's that way. And you know what? Same thing with an adult. When an adult's mean, there's usually something going on back there. But most of the time, she's not complaining. Most of the time, she's not talking about uh, you know, so and so. She's most of the time she's telling me something good, and occasionally there's a real standout. And the real standouts aren't those with talent and intelligence, because I don't know about you, but all of my kids are above average. <laughs> all of my kids are talented and intelligent, and you know, I I believe yours are too. I don't know where the average kids hide. And I sure don't know where the below average kids are, but, uh, but really talent and intelligence is pretty, pretty common. Just, and I'm being serious about that. But occasionally she'll say something that will absolutely stop me in my tracks and make me go, whoa. And what it is, what, what does that is when she says, he's a kind little boy. She's a kind little girl. I go, wait a minute. Did you just put kind in the same sentence with little boy? Little girl? And I, and I take note. I'm going, that's, that's wonderful. That's incredible to see a child who, who has kindness. Wow. And you know what? Our Heavenly Father feels exactly the same way. It gets his attention in exactly the same way when one of his kids is kind. <sighs> Consider the alternative. Last week, the alternative to patient was... Have we already forgotten? Okay. Impatient, yeah. And when we first start out, we realize that not everybody really wants to be patient, but... Nobody wants to be known as being impatient either. So, you know, there really isn't any uh, a great... You've got to be one or the other. Well, the, the, the alternative to being kind is unkind, cruel, mean. Yeah, all of those things. Unkind. And everybody's... You, you girls, y'all are all looking for an unkind guy, aren't you? Yeah. I want one of the mean ones. You know, he may have dreamy eyes and muscles. She may be, she may be good looking. Uh, he may have a degree in theology. But if they're mean, run away from them. Seriously, you will not regret it. Let them be somebody else's problem. Now, I don't know if Jake and Hallie and Bible guy are mean or not. But... You know, they're dreamy eyes, pretty and Bible guy. But that's outward. That's just the outward stuff. You know, the Lord blessed me with a beautiful wife. I mean, he really did. She's a good-looking woman, I'm telling you. I'm not going to tell you how old she is, 
but you wouldn't believe me if I did. Because she just looks that good. But, you know, we've been married right at 36 years now, and one of the things that I've discovered is that after 36 years, it ain't about how they look anymore. In fact, it doesn't take 36 years for it to get there. It's about what kind of heart they have. It's about how it is to live with this person. And kindness makes all the difference, all, all the difference in the world. Will any mean people get into heaven? We better hope so. And yes, I, I believe so, because it's not about, you know, where you fit on the meaner meter. It's, a, it's about the, your faith in your Lord Jesus Christ. That's, that's, what, that's what gets us into heaven. But without kindness, we won't reflect the life of Jesus Christ here. We, we won't enjoy the, the fullness and, and, and benefits of, of his life here on this earth. You know, you can, you can witness to somebody, and that's great. You can give them the Romans road, and that's great. You can testify, and that's great. But if you're mean, they really don't care what you've said. You can be kind to people. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about you having to, uh, you know, a tolerance. Let's, let's take that word. Uh, the problem with that word is the connotation that has been put on it today is that if I'm going to be tolerant, I have to, I have to agree with your ideas or I have to think your ideas are as good as my ideas. Well, that's, that's, that's lame. That's, that's what that is. Kindness I don't have to change the way I think. I don't have to change what I, my core values, my core belief to be kind to you. You may not agree with me. You may, you may live a lifestyle that I don't agree with. You might be my enemy and want to destroy me. But according to the Word of God, I can still be kind to you because the power doesn't come from who you are. Power comes from somewhere else. And so how, how do we get there? Well, Ephesians, we read, the, we read the passage earlier. Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. And I, I want to I take a little bunny trail here because at the wedding for uh, Darren and Jennifer yesterday, I shared this verse because it really occurred to me that we tend to think of this verse and we, and we tend to apply it to somebody out there, you know, to, uh, to that, that mean deacon. We don't have any mean deacons here, but some churches do. Or we tend to apply it to that, you know, mean boss who is unorganized and just, yeah. You know, uh, the person we need to use this the most on, if you're married, is the person you're married to. And if not, then it's the person you see the most. It's the person you're with the most. It's the person whose eyes you look into every day. 
It's a person that you talk with every day. They're, they're the ones that you really need this with. But uh, that, that was kind of a bunny trail. Getting, getting back onto it, uh, kind, compassionate, giving, they all stem from what God has done for us in Christ. Remember, he's, but remember, he's kind to the ungrateful and to the wicked. And you might be in and of yourself, you might be a really good person and you might really be able to focus and concentrate yourself on the right things to do. But let me just tell you, there are some people out there that even drawing on the strength that God has forgiven me, you're not going to be able to be kind to in and of yourself. You're just not. You're not that good. I'm not either. So how do we get there? I mean, how do we get there with the terrorist? How do we get there with, uh, you know, billionaire who robs from the widows and orphans? How, how do we get there? with whoever it is that really rubs you the wrong way. Well, it's the same way that we get there with this joy and peace and patience thing. It's all about it, kindness, that kind of kindness, that level of it is the result of the presence and fullness of the Holy Spirit in our lives. See, I can focus on being kind. I can leave here and go, man, the preacher preached about kindness and it sounds good and I'm going to be one. And it'll get you, you know, that's, that's, that's good, but that's not where I'm trying to take you this morning because that'll only take you so far. And that's wood, hay, and stubble. But the fullness of the Holy Spirit, if we focus on him in, in our lives you don't need the holy spirit to be kind to people you like you don't need to be the holy spirit to be kind to people you agree with you don't need the holy spirit to be kind with people that you admire you need the holy spirit for the other 99 percent that's out there and when you walk with the, the holy spirit in your life he's your companion he's the one that you're counselor can we say counselor he's the one that 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 you go to for advice he's and you need it every day he's the one whose presence infuses the very air that you breathe then you look up one day and you realize i'm like my daddy i am like my dad the older i get the more i realize that i'm like my physical daddy here on earth and some of that I'm honored and humbled by and other parts of that I'm shocked and amazed (laughs) boy do my kids have a surprise in store for them in another 30 40 years (laughs) Uh, but just getting older doesn't make you like that daddy It's the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's the communion of the Holy Ghost in your life. It's that daily walking with Him. Because if we focus on kindness, that's good. But but that'll only take you there, and it stops. If we focus on Him, you'll find yourself walking in space. You'll find yourself walking on water. 
You find yourself places you could have never. You, it's like the, you know, the, the, the turtle on the fence post. How did I get here? The Holy Ghost took you there. Would you stand with me? Well, those who are going to pray with people, come forward. If you came here today uh, totally satisfied with who you are, hopefully the Holy Spirit's messed that up in the last half hour. Hopefully. And maybe even brought a name or two to your remembrance. You know, going, oh, oh, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that. I, I just know me. Uh, and you may want to come and pray about that or, or you may just allow the Holy Spirit to work on your life maybe there's a life change going on here if you came bringing a need this is your time if you uh, our God heals physically our God heals emotionally he came to bind up the broken hearted our God sets free from addictions he came to sit at liberty those who are captive um God provides if you came with a need uh, this is your time and if you don't know Jesus he's beautiful he's beautiful and if anything has happened to attract you to him and you'd like to get to know him hey <laughs> there's no question about well would he accept me he's been he's been chasing you you're he's why you're here well, you know it or not. The altar's open. We're going to, the rest of us will worship for a few moments. We'll wait for you. Come, come.
for you today is that you would be different that through the power of our Lord Jesus Christ and the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life you would be different you would stand out from the world because of the light that is in you and the beauty of his life reflected to others through Jesus Christ our Lord